What's good, y'all? What's good? Welcome to a special episode of Three Angry Black People. I am your host, Lorenzo, joined with my co-host, Big Rob, once again. And we got... Hey, it's me, Chris. Where we got a special guest now. I know a lot of y'all already know because you've seen the title of the episode. Maybe I should have just said special guest or something like that. Kept y'all in suspense. But listen, I want to introduce one of my favorite comedians. He hosts one of the dopest podcasts that you need to check out. We're Straight gonna fire. A, we're going to have a link in the description for you. All right. He's a financial advisor. All right. Even if he says he's not, I think he is based <laughs> off some of the podcast episodes. Oh, that's good. Thanks. Maybe I can ask Thanks. him about some stock tips. Word. You're going to have to look. I'm telling you, you're going to want to connect with him. He got to be rocking a chinchilla when he do it. Cause that's, that's the vision I have for this gentleman. <laughs> a whole lot of money in this. No, he's a, he's a visionary. <laughs> Everything. Give it up for my favorite comedian, podcast host, just an all around nice guy, hip hop head. Give it up for Gastor, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. The good, legend. Y'all? How y'all doing? Thanks for having me, y'all. You know, you know, you know. So, yeah, how? Real hyped to be here. We're going to have a good time. You know it. You know it. And my co host was up here, like, just bugging just a few minutes ago. It was just like, you chill. It's going to be all right. It's going to be good. <laughs> we go, we he's go. not a comedian that takes advantage of the people that he's talking to. Like, you know, there might be some comics that like want to like give people the backhand, but he's not one of them. I know, I know, I know. But common sense tells me to err on the side of caution. <laughs> oh You're perfectly safe, Chris. I promise. There will be no ribbon. You know, no needling. We good here. I promise. We're going to have a good time afterward. We're going to celebrate. We're going to do family vacations. Everything relaxed you can think of. That's what we do here. We good. Word, word, word. Now, I got to tell you, because, you know, with the title, like, Three English Black People, every time we bring a guest on, they always think, like, wait, what What, what am I getting into? Uh, we had we had, uh, Keith, we had Keith Knight on, and it was during the episode. I think I popped off about Sally Mae. Like, somehow we started talking about school loans, and I got pissed. <laughs> So he was like, so that's where the angry comes in. It's I, thought we, I, know, I thought we got pissed off because I, I mentioned something about Muhammad Ali and then Chris just kind of destroyed nah, me. Nah, no, I, I think that might have been somebody else. I think we was talking about Black Thought, the roots and yeah. something. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was it. That was yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you just angry at life. Like there's no one particular <laughs> thing. Everything makes y'all angry. We're very like dynamic in how we are mad at the world. Like, Oftentimes, what we get mad at, we're all unified on, but then we start bickering back and forth at each other because I hate IKEA, and then they all attack me about it. But he goes there, oh, yeah, he goes there constantly. Oh, yeah, Just you know like there somebody. was a, a a whole TV show filmed at IKEA, like these uh, actors, and some of them are like legit famous. Like the uh, I know the father from um, Fresh Off the Boat, like he was one of the actors on this. Uh, underground like uh soap opera that got filmed there they like uh these actors in la they were out of work and they wanted to practice their craft so they pretended that ikea was their set (laughs) and they filmed like a six episode story arc at ikea while customers walked in the background and shit that's wild you gotta get around it you know what i mean make it happen out there in these streets listen you know what we about to do the same thing we talk about going to location we start doing this youtube content more so that might be us (laughs) 
Here you go. Film the podcast right at Ikea. Pretend it's just part of what you're doing. They can't tell you no. That's what you're doing. Well, yeah. What are you doing here? Why are you filming? I'm not filming. This is what I would have done in my house. I'm just making sure this is the right sofa for me. <laughs> I need two hours and video cameras to test it out. That's how I test stuff. You know, they can't tell you no. You see people taking phone calls on Ikea living rooms, people taking naps on those beds. I had to shove somebody once they had like drool and baba all over the pillows in the bedroom area. Oh, Lord. They get comfortable at Ikea, you know? Yeah. So why would you be different? But now you got a podcast space. You don't got to pay $30 an hour to some studio in Bushwick. This is you. So so, yeah. so just to add a little bit of context, because I don't want to get too carried away with myself, I... Uh, detest uh, Ikea because I believe it is a dungeon to the seventh layer of hell that you cannot escape. They make that place so that you, it, it's like a casino. Like you can't find your way out and they give you an arrow maze and then you're, you're like, how do I get out of here? And so, yeah, that's why I don't like it. And then I still want to return the plates. <laughs> See, but that's that's all in your approach, like where you view it as like, a dungeon for hell. I view it as date night, and I'm getting a free game of Escape the Room. Yes, you know? that's all I'm saying. I go in there, and me and my wife got to figure out. Yo, we got one hour to get out of here without spending three hundred dollars on honey buns and a furniture piece that I can't put together. I need to know? go with this man because yeah, you know what? That brings a new slice of life to me because my because my wife just goes crazy in there and starts going off the beaten path. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. So she I just don't. You lose two points every time you talk to somebody with a yellow shirt. <laughs> so this is why I also like to say that Gasto is a financial advisor. All right. He's a vision. He's a, he's a visionary. Do you like Ethereum? Oh, very much so. Very much so. I was actually uh, invested uh, back when it was uh, 79 bucks. Really? Still holding. Yeah, man. Uh, it's done really well for me. Uh, it, uh, I bought in initially... I guess that would be now 2017, 20, like right before the initial like uh, public uh, became like really aware of it. I, I want to say like 2016, 2017 was around that time. Wow. Um, but yeah, I I, I, uh, I did a ton of recon at the time and I, I bought in pretty heavy uh, in two different spurts, like first early on in the year in that March uh -huh. and then again in that Thanksgiving time, like around the uh, that November. Uh, but yeah, I bought in twice uh, before it hit like three hundred bucks. Um, one at seventy and one at like one twenty. Oh wow! Uh, okay. I've held on since. So yeah, uh, many mortgage payments have been made. Thank you uh, <laughs> to uh, <laughs> cryptocurrency. I uh, I bought in early there. I bought in early on Ripple. Um, Bitcoin. I didn't take as much advantage of as much as I. I, I always assume like ah yeah that's that's there's no way it's going higher and it keeps going. Uh, much respect to it. like you know it's just it keeps growing it should be in the nba one of these days tall as fuck but uh yeah I, I i definitely took advantage of some of the other smaller cryptos uh so yeah uh it's been it's fun it's fun talking about crypto with hood people at the corner store at three in the morning that's really what inspired it <laughs> well you, you can know, buy it there now too because you because like the uh, gas station around my way they're like yeah get your crypto here like okay yeah they got the little vending machine so like yeah <laughs> i've been i've been convinced like I, there's a dude on my block that like we donate a dollar to 
like two to three times a day so he could buy like a King Cobra that I'm pretty sure also has like $100,000 in cryptocurrency because every other dollar that he doesn't spend on cheap beer, he's been buying cryptos off a vending machine. So like he he's balling. He just doesn't know how to check it anymore. But he's killing it out there. One day he's going to cash in all these crypto receipts. And you don't see him come up. You're going to be our landlord out of nowhere. <laughs> Just say, what's good? That is wild. That is wild. He's going to show up in like two years, fresh shave for the first time in his life. <laughs> He's like, nah, I don't drink King Cobra no more. You know what I mean? Just blue moons now. I'm doing it, you know? <laughs> His whole life going to change up on us. Big things. I have so, like, I have so many questions about. So I just saw. Um, L sent me a video yesterday on uh, what you did on Comedy Central, and um, I'm not sure which one it was, but you it's, were it's the re- it's the reverse drive by the yeah. reverse drive by yeah. yes it's just a, it's just a chime in okay and that's where it's all that's where it all started for me I was I was laid up I wasn't I wasn't feeling great and I tend to either listen to a podcast or I go on YouTube and I look at you know comedians like i find videos comedians and i just sit there and watch and so i see this video and it's like you know reverse drive-by and i was like reverse drive-by oh i gotta hear this i was in tears i must have watched that video like 20 times like i appreciate it like i I, I love that i love that story and then i then it was later because i was like you know what I can't just sit here and watch this random channel that just uploaded it. I need to actually go ahead and find this man because <laughs> I need more. I need more of this. This is genuine. The delivery is great. Yes, he, yes. The like, delivery of right, it, like, like, like everything was so was so New York, and I was like, <laughs> "Yo, this, this this man, this I, I want to shake this man's hand if I ever get a chance to meet him." Because I forgot that I was even feeling bad. Right, <laughs> like, no, but like, it was so wild. Like he was like, "Now I sent those people to rob you on purpose, yeah, <laughs> so that you could get, so that you could, so that you could learn a lesson." And then he gave the money. Like it was so like like then you gave the money back, which also messed him up because it messed up his books. Right? Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, I, I got a loving father. Uh, but he uh, he views parenting very differently, so uh, I think that's important for people to know. Uh, but yeah, it uh, he he definitely made sure I learned my lessons uh, to catch people up. Like uh, in a nutshell, um, I uh, jacked some people uh, to make up for money that I spent that my father gave me to put into the bank. I uh, got overly excited with having that much cash. I spent too much of it at a pizzeria <gasps> and. Uh, to uh you know get some of the money back i like committed a robbery and shit and uh the people i robbed were people that my father uh was already loaning money to my father turned out to be like a a a loan shark in the neighborhood and i didn't know that growing up um so i returned the money to them because i was scared that uh they would do something to me at one point and um, I lost this money, needed to get it back, uh, A, from the pizzeria spending, B, from the people that jumped me from finding out that I was spending money at this pizzeria. <laughs> I robbed these drug dealers to get the money that I needed, and I didn't realize that all these people were connected. The people that robbed me were friends of my dad 
who were there to teach me a lesson of, hey, don't be out here stunting on money, especially when it ain't yours. And then B, when I find out, oh, shit, I got all this extra money that I shouldn't have had in the first place from robbing these drug dealers. When I threw their money back at them, uh, they were actually people that were in business with my dad. <laughs> my uh, bad. So I was just constantly <laughs> unintentionally snitching on myself the whole day, essentially. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so that was a real life so like that was a hundred like yeah I mean it's like admittedly it's probably like 95 <laughs> right right like, you right. gotta you gotta keep in mind like I don't think any if, I don't believe anybody tells a hundred story it's like a 95 and right. the reason I say that is cause I lived it but I was also 14 so you gotta keep in mind that like at 14 when these things happened to me like they felt bigger than life yeah yeah so like the money is it true 100% the money's true um, was I jumped by six people? Yeah. When I tell the story, are those six dudes like eight feet tall and 300 pounds? Yeah. They, I don't think they actually were, though. They probably just regular <laughs> dudes. You know no, what I mean? The, the funny part uh, for so me like, was... Shit like that. Yeah, yeah like it, it, I, 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 I feel like today I might have just been able to talk my way out of that as a fellow grown man. But yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> in general, though, like, yeah, when I tell a story on stage, I try to be factual. Um, the challenge is usually just that, like, I'm proud of these stories, but also I recognize that a lot of my stories are actual crimes and uh, I got to be uh, aware of who or what I share. So like reopening cases. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like I purpose, like I could say my dad's name cause that stuff expired, but uh, I know the dealers. I don't say their names. Um, so like stuff like I had to, I, I, it's a, uh, um, I said the right street, but like, you know, like I didn't reference where on Jerome just cause of stuff like that. Right. But uh, yeah, the I try to be as truthful to the story because when I tell them, I feel like I'm honoring those dudes too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, these are stories from my hood. I want people to like when I tell them, I get just as much pride from like people like y'all saying, "Yo, that shit was funny." But I get just as much pride when I'm walking through my hood and people say like, "Yo, good looking out for sharing that." I remember them dudes, or yeah, that was my block, or those mm. are my cousins. Like, it's it's a it's a a cosign thing that I, I appreciate. And that, like, they kind of appreciate having their story shit. Dad, I'll get there when I get there. <laughs> nah, nah, I, Famous I, I, last words, bro. Nah. <laughs> that was the last, first and last time I said that, it was, it was those things. Like, I'm good. Keep yeah. those statements to myself from now on. Yeah, like, you know, I felt that, like, the, the energy uh, in, the, in your stand-up was awesome. And that's what led me to finding you on YouTube and then finding out that you had a podcast. And I remember like just you uploading a clip and I was like, wait, hold on. So I, I snatched my phone up. I go on Apple and I'm like, Oh, hold on. Here's the podcast, the war report. And I've been listening every since. And I, I appreciate and I, it. Yeah, I know. So shout out to you. Shout out to Chalet as well, because y'all have such a great dynamic on the show. And I just love the way y'all report on just various things in the news. My favorite had to be the Pokemon cards. Like, <laughs> like, like, cause it would be things. Cause we, you know, we do the same. We try to, re, you know, we find news stories that enter that we are interested in and we talk about them. And, uh, you know, that was something I didn't even know about. I was like, wait a minute. And I was like, Pokemon cards, what, what's happening? So like, it would be stories like that, that you could, I don't care how mundane it was. You and Chalet take that story and y'all run with it. And it'll be hilarious. It'd be so bad. Y'all could be like, you know, button just hit the nuke button. 
And I listen to y'all, and I'm like, y'all, that shit's hilarious. And they were like, wait a minute, what the fuck? I can't believe- yeah, that's some funny, that's some funny shit. Man. Like, that's, 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 why am I laughing? That, that's, that's, no, that's bad. That's bad. You know, like, what's going on? But I got to ask you, so going to the podcast and also with uh, comedy, um, for you, how has that how how has that been? Do you feel like the the podcast is just a way to keep like stay in form, or was that just another avenue that you wanted to go? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, first of all, shout to the homie uh, Chalet was sharp. Uh, I, uh, I I cannot thank her enough for just being a part of the process of it. Um, yeah, uh, we started the war report during the quarantine. Um, me and Chalet were uh, if you come see us do stand up or you see what we do on stage. Um, we don't really do like topical jokes, you know, like you mentioned, I tell life stories. Uh, we might do observational things of things we've noticed, but we don't do like current event shit on our, in our standup. Mm-hmm. So, but whenever I met up with her at a club, I, we would have real dope, funny convos about what was happening in the news in general. So we thought like, oh, if we did this podcast to be a way for us to kind of uh, still get those things off without uh, burning our own material that we do mm. on stage anyway. And then on top of that, we couldn't perform as is all last year. So we're like, yo, I think this be dope for us. Um, so, yeah, we just linked up. And it's like uh, it's a fun chance for our fans to kind of see our thought process um, while we work out jokes, because all those articles, we've never read them. Like it's literally compiled for us. Half of them are submitted by the fans. Shout out to um, the fans. And we literally just uh, when I'm reading it, I'm reading it for the first time right there with you guys so you're seeing chalet and i kind of like what we would do if we were in a writing room working on a project and we're bouncing ideas off each other so it's a mixture of us being silly and making jokes and us really thinking about that topic uh but yeah that's kind of how it came about man it's just us just like freestyling and uh thinking that we'd uh like like share that and that people would like to hear it nah, that is what's up that, that is, is so awesome I, th- yeah. I i've always found the best material we've come up with has been when we don't even try like like you know we're focused on the topic but we're not even trying like i saw a lot of correlations when i listened to yours between yours and ours like i had i I was just telling i was just telling l you know my uh wife when she listened to it she was like yeah like l sounds like just like just like gastor Like you two came from like the same block or something. It's weird. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Let me tell you, don't be bumping my head up because I'm like, yo, if Gastor co-signs that, y'all can't tell me nothing. And I'm going to be a whole fool on this podcast from here on out. Like, nope, nope, got the co-sign. This is, <laughs> this is Gastor El Monte. Here is my angry black brother, L. Go listen to his podcast. <laughs> listen, nah, but I, you know what? Um... No, but I, 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 you know, I, I love the energy, and I tell you the truth, uh, hearing that, hearing that comparison, I'm like, no, nah, Gastel is on a whole different level. That's what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get to Gastel's level. No, uh, I appreciate it, but yeah, y'all, just keep doing the time, man. It gets, it gets fun. You guys got good chemistry. Works out. How did you start? So, how did you start? Like your com, like, 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 what were your roots of comedy? Like, what were some of your inspirations that you know guided you to where you are now? Um, I mean, in terms of stand up, um, it's uh, I definitely like uh, do it. I guess traditionally, uh, I was uh, a manager at a at at a Fortune 500 company, and I got promoted to that role after like doing the like grunt work. I was legit like uh, selling like product uh, to stores directly, and I got promoted into like the sales management role, and 
I wanted to get better at public speaking and presenting to the managers. Cause like initially, basically I was like bringing potato chips and soda right into a bodega. And now they were like, I, right, you got to sell products to like four managers from target or talk to the district managers of uh, CVS. So I was like, Oh, I got to like, you know, be a little more buttoned up, but I'm not used to doing like PowerPoint presentations. So I looked yeah. up and uh, I found this article in Inc magazine about, a, a bunch of CEOs that took stand-up comedy classes to get better at presenting. So I took a class and, uh, and at the graduation show, seven weeks later, I did my set and it did really well. And oh, wow. um, this dude comes up to me. He's like, yo, how long you been doing stand-up for? And I'm like, seven weeks. And he's like, yo, you killed it. And he bounces and I keep chilling. And he finds me later where after and he's like, yo, listen, I've been doing stand-up 10 years. That was incredible for that kind of time, and you really got to devote your time to the craft. Wow. And I don't know shit. I don't know who this guy is, right? I'm just, like, listening to him thinking he's just a drunk dude at the club. So, like, he gives me his name, and he's like, yo, for real, you should look into this. You know, check out my works. You can see, like, I ain't BSing you. Um, and if you have any questions, call me up. And he gives me his math. I go home and look him up. It's uh, Roy Wood Jr., um, mm-hmm. who at, now is, like, a huge comic. At the time, he was just, like, starting to buzz mm. um so yeah like it just it uh it made me like rethink a lot about um what was possible in terms of a career and that was and i the just started sign, doing yeah. it for fun after that wow yeah. and he's had you on for like uh, quite a few seasons on the show mm-hmm. yeah man um he uh he uh me and him eventually were able to work together on uh this is not happening he took over as host on season four and i was on that season as well with one of the two stories i told on that show um and just me and him in general vibe like he uh he uh, was one of the closing acts. I think it was the closing act at uh, my album release party. Um, but, yeah, that's the big homie, man. Like, whenever I got, like, any questions about, you know, the business or something, he, he's who I text and vice versa. That is incredible. Oh, I love that. I love that. He's very, he's very hilarious. and So I love that he saw that in you, and he was just like, keep going. And because he's right. He is right, man. Like, any one of your videos I watch, and I love that you have a special on uh, Amazon Prime. Like I was watching on Prime Video. Yeah, yeah. immigrant made. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Because yes. I wanted to ask about the chickens. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Well, no, because it led into the one about like I didn't watch the clip you sent, but I've been watching all his other clips, and I was like, yo, I understand it, and I was like, how was it like? Because you had, like, a, a generational family, like, and I think yeah. most of us have is, like, you know, you have your great-grandmother, your great-grandfather, your grandmother, your mom, your aunts around the corner, the uncles up the street, the cousin that gets on your nerves is, like, two blocks over. And then I was just, like, this chicken thing, and I was like, yo, like, it touched my heart. That's all I wanted to say. It touched my heart, because I was like, my great-grandmother and grandmother used to do that ish. Be like, you need to do this. And I'm like, that's so stupid. And then two months, like, not even two months, like, two days later, I should have just did what they said. They were right. Yo, I appreciate that, Chris. Yeah, man, I, that's, yo, that's really, like, the... The thing I've been like uh, kind of most focused on um, in terms of like what I, what I do with stand up, um, I feel like on the one end, like I tell these stories that like they take place in the hood environment, but for the most part, like they're touching, like or I'm, I, 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 they're around family, and I want like when people hear them, like initially you're gonna hear my thick Brooklyn accent, you're gonna see, um, you know, I dress, you know, Brooklyn hood, but. I'm still a family dude. Like even now, like I, I got a wife, I got two kids and you know, I'm a regular guy. So I hope that like when people listen to what I'm doing, it helps to like break certain stigmas that people have when they see someone that looks like me. Um, so yeah, that's kind of why I do that. You know, like I'm still a regular dude that loves his grandpa. 
So, you know, I, I hope that like middle America sees that and it feels a little less friction when you see people like us, you know? when you're telling the truth it's undisputed to me you know that speaks volumes when you know you get up on stage and you're connecting with people like they don't have to have gone through it to know when somebody is being genuine you know that always shines through to me word up word up man but yeah and and like in terms of stand-up especially with stories like i don't even feel like people ask you like ask me like yo how you uh how you craft stories like that or like uh, how you feel comfortable doing that on stage. I've been doing them my whole life like that. Cause that's what you had to do to talk to my family. Like we used to get together on Sundays at my grandparents and like all the men in the house would go to the backyard and drink beer and take turns telling each other that week's like bullshit story. That's how they hung out. And the kids, we couldn't hang out in that circle if our story was bullshit, like they would just kick you out, you know? So like I would tell people like some know, silly story <laughs> about like crayons or something, and they'd be like, yeah. "Yo, you can't hang with this little man." But like if I told the fire ass story that week, my pops would let me sit on his lap, and I could listen to my uncles talk about bagging chicks at the bar and all this craziness. Like I was like, "Oh, this is fire!" <laughs> so every week I just got better and better at explaining the silliness that took place in my life to this group of like adults. And, you know, like, but really, like, when I'm performing on stage, I'm just mimicking them. I'm telling stories the way my my dad did, the way my uncle Sylvester did. Like, I'm I'm just being one of them, one of the dudes on the block that I grew up with. So he was, yeah, so he was in the lab even before he was in on a on a professional level oh, man, when a, he was growing up. That's a lyricist lounge cipher, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a freestyle, they, you know yeah, what I mean? They, they, me they, most Tyler, we all out there. Yeah, <laughs> like, you want getting nice. Listen, they, they hand you the mic and you can't spit your dodge, you out. Nah, you out of the cipher. I, I got bars, it's just not going to rhyme, you know, but they going <laughs> to be there. <laughs> But you know, I love that. I love that about the um, the podcast and the energy you bring. Because um, if you listen to the if you listen to the Wool Report, they have this awesome intro, and every single time I'd hear it, I'd be like, "Yo, what song is this? I'm like, what is this?" So then I, I reached out to Gaston. I'm like, "Yo, what is this intro?" And Gaston, oh, I missed like, the intro. I gotta listen again. Yeah, Gaston, Gaston hits me up, and he's like, "Oh, nah, no, from Cunning Linguist made that." My whole hip hop soul jumped out, slapped me like I can't believe I just heard that, and jumped back in. I was like, "Say what?" Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's the homie, dude. I know that dude since I was uh, seventeen. Um, knowing Deacon, their very first live show ever, I filmed the video of. Um, they're a really dope hip hop group. For those who don't know, uh, Cunning Language. Um, mm-hmm. they started out as a duo with No and a Deke. They had SOS for a bit. Now they got the homie Natty. Um, but uh, yeah, when I was uh. Straight out of high school, I was a uh, intern for almost like like six years with uh, uh, Q and Five Records. Um, so it was like Tone Deaf, Pack FM, uh, and uh, Cunning Linguist. Those are like the three like bigger acts. Mm. And yeah, like uh, I even though I was based out of New York. We like worked together. I did like the audio engineering on a lot of like the Q and Five projects. Um, and yeah, so they've known me since I was like legit a kid. You know, so we get together at like Scribble Jam or uh, any of the other like major like hip hop events. And you know, I'd host the table and sell merch while they were like performing and mingling. Okay. So they've known me for ages. Like, and matter of fact, at the, the This Is Not Happening taping, the reverse drive by, Noah's based out of LA now. So like him and uh, Sadistic came out to the taping. Um, real dope to catch up with them. 
But yeah, when I told uh, Noah, I was like, yo, I'm looking for some uh, intro music for the the podcast. Um, and I happen to have heard this beat on one of uh, his beat tapes from like two years back. So I reached out to him. I was like, yo, I think this vibe connects well with the podcast. I love the hook you sang on it. And he was like, I don't know, because Natty just started writing something to it. But um, let me talk with him. And he's like, yo, you know what, man? Like, I really fuck with y'all and what you're doing with it. Um, and yeah, he was able to share that one. But uh, uh, yeah, man, I, I can't thank him enough. It really sets off the vibe of the show. Um, I always play the, the the like fuller version of it at the closing credits of the, of the podcast. But yeah, man, big, big shouts to the homie. No, man incredible craftsman um doesn't get nearly enough credit as a uh, as the beatsmith that he is yeah, oh by the way on a on on a quick side note uh after listening to your last podcast uh i would have i would have selected nas is like at my prom too so you're not alone <laughs> i appreciate it man i tried man i felt like nas is like would have been a great prom song Okay, it's too hard for me. I, I guess it's too you know everybody wants to hear. Now, tomorrow will bring better you, better me. Like all right, I I, I, I do I do admit <laughs> that that song is easier to sing as a group. I'll give you that. You know, man, I, don't I don't care if, uh, about that. I'm trying to get like like like, like I'm trying to get the, the place jumping. All right, that was my thinking. I wanted a primo beat <laughs> at the graduation up and down the aisle. <laughs> I definitely wanted to walk down to that. <laughs> Actually, you know, we're talking to step that whole shit. <laughs> we're talking about hip hop, and um, I gotta like just re- in relation to the podcast. I love the artwork that you and Shy had done for the podcast because I was it, I was a huge fan of Nori and Capone. So when I saw that artwork, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and as, and just as we're having the discussion, Nori had dropped his, that studio album July 7th. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that, that was a connection for me. So I remember, I was just like, wait a minute, the war report. I was like, I remember this, that, that cover. And I love how y'all, I love how y'all flipped it. Yeah, so. man. Uh, but thanks again, man. Like, uh, for people that like haven't seen it, um, the war report, uh, the idea behind it, a lot of it is based on that. It's kind of like what inspired the idea. Like, the album, uh, the war report by Capone and Noriega, you got these two young dudes, a black and Latino dude, sharing stories about, uh, the world from their perspective. Um, and I thought that kind of blended a lot here. Shalay was black. She's from Atlanta. I'm a Dominican dude from New York. And that's kind of what we were going to be doing. We we're going to be sharing our perspective on the news together. And, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a big fan of that album. So it, I wanted to, like, recreate it. The the it, We did too good of a job, though. Uh, <laughs> when uh, I uploaded the podcast the first time, um, it got taken down 24 hours later because Priority uh, thought we were doing copyright infringement because they actually thought I was using their cover. Like, they didn't even see that it was our faces on it. Like, it looked so good that they just assumed it was one of theirs. Wow. Um, and I had to, like, show them, like, emails uh, saying, like, hey, this is a uh, comedy, so um, it falls under, like, that other, like, the whole, like, claims uh, mm-hmm. thing part of it where we're allowed to, like, make fun of stuff. Um, we went back and forth, and, like, uh, to avoid the hassle of it, they were like, uh, we could clarify it, but it'll take three to four weeks. I was like, I don't want to delay it. I already announced the podcast. So, like, I switched the cover uh, that I use on the actual like post on on like the, the the podcast carrier, but I still use the OG cover on Twitter. But like the next day after it got taken down, I was I was going to rant on Twitter like, "Yo, 
Capone and Noriega don't fuck with me. What happened? I was showing love, <laughs> you know, and I'm sharing the cover. And then, like, Capone, uh, Nori saw it. And he's like, yo, this shit is fire. Y'all should make another, y'all should remake another classic cover for next year. So, like, you know, on the one end, priority, uh, you know, messed up my launch. On the other end, I got a co-sign from Noriega. So I don't really give a shit. You know what I mean? I'm on one. Can't so tell you we nothing. Good. <laughs> I'm so mad. Like, 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 I'm a hater because, like, people from New York are always on point. They're always, like, five steps ahead of, like, the rest of the nation, man. It gets me upset. I'm hating. <laughs> you know, let's see, see, see. Rob's about to shoot shot, shots fired. I saw I'm that on your Twitter account. You are. Um, I saw that on your. That's a compliment. It... I'm saying. You theoretically. We got to guess. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I won't do this. I just want to say, I saw see? that tweet, that tweet, those tweets, and I was like, oh, they, and I have it on here that I was going to mention it, but it's already mentioned. Also, I need to ask this real quick. How is Albert Alduque? <laughs> he is uh he is doing great so like uh for those that don't, i adopted a dog albert el duque uh <laughs> he was a mixed uh dog he was like a pit bull or something else and i loved him i thought he was great uh but admittedly uh my kids were shook daddy like my uh my son and daughter they've been begging me to adopt the dog for like three years and mainly because my sister who lives a block away from me has a dog, but her dog is like one of those like foo foo dogs you could put in like a purse, you know. <laughs> so they was like, oh, we wanted like something like that, like something that like is the size of your sneakers, not like a, a animal that could kill us. <laughs> uh, so I bring in a pit bull that, um, even while small, is legitimately like half their size, and uh, essentially uh, Albert was not scared of anybody on my block but me so albert was like biting my kids uh and like i have like you know five we got three bedrooms in my house like a living room dining room and it's usually pretty active because i got kids and my wife and my friends come over nobody was visible in my house it was just me and albert we just had full domain everybody was scared and staying in their rooms <laughs> uh, so i just started i was like asking my kids like, yo, what's going on i was like yo albert bit me when i went to the bathroom so i just thought i just hold my pee now i like, right, this ain't healthy you know? <laughs> so uh after uh much debate unfortunately i did have to uh, uh return albert Aww. um you know i was sad because i was really looking forward to like having a dog around the house um, so we're going to take like a year before we do another and admittedly get a smaller dog for them. But the reason I know Albert's doing good is because, you know, uh, he was adopted and uh, we were going to. So I, I told the situation to the to the rescue foundation and they were like, all right, cool. Can you hold him down till we get another family? I was like, yeah, no problem. So they found another family and they're like, yo, can you drive him uh, to the family? Uh, and I said, yeah, cool. So I drive him. Yo, Albert came the fuck up. Like mm. I drove uh hour uh to upstate New York. I ain't gonna say the city because I'm pretty sure like whatever zip code I was in, that was the only house in that zip code. Like oh. that shit was <laughs> the only house for like three blocks because all the blocks was that house. And I pull up, I'm in the driveway, I'm four cars back, and every car is like BM, BM, X5, Mercedes. And this super, super happy, like, family came out. And they, like, greeted Albert. They gave him a ton of hugs. He looked at me like, miss me, bitch. My life is coming up. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? Wow. They tagged. Then no they love. added me on Facebook. Like, they were like, hey, listen, you know, we don't want you to, 
to you know uh be disconnected from him because i told him I was like, yeah i really bonded with him they're like so oh. they added me on facebook so i could see him yo he changed up on me too man he different now like <laughs> he was on the block in east new york with me like walking around i see pictures of albert now he in turtleneck sweaters <laughs> cool shit like he taking it back when it's holidays then he wear like fly shit that's current now he doing it up man i'm pretty sure he drinks coffee like <laughs> It's crazy. Like his whole life is different. His whole energy. Like he looked boo. I think he got an accent now. Like he, he sound French for well, no guess reason he's at all. Just his brother's he balling now. It's like he don't get he don't get water from the faucet. It's Fiji now. Yo, no, no, Perrier, Perrier. Yo, low key though. I've been teasing my sister for exactly that. I found her uh, feeding her dog Perrier water, Are and I was like, this is bullshit. I go to your house and I've been drinking out the fountain <laughs> six years. You get a dog for two years, and this dude has a bottle of Perrier by his food. She like, have, she like, he fancy. There's no, di- I don't think there's any difference between Perrier and Fiji. I don't think there's any difference. It is. It's a it's a mineral thing. So in Fiji water, it has a cl- a crisper taste and less um, of a mineral taste of magnesium. But in Perrier, you have a little bit a lighter taste, and it's almost floral. So you, it's probably where they get it from source. It's like when you drink Icelandic water versus Hawaiian water. Hawaiian water is definitely a little bit cleaner, but you can definitely taste like the black sands. Like it's a very weird thing that hits the back of your tongue receptor. Versus Icelandic water, which is a different type of volcano, you're more likely to taste a calcium base um, flavor. I'm getting too I scientific not, right I, now. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I did not. I I did not know you right. were this first on on water. Right. Yes. That just changed. That just changed my whole outlook. Now I'm <laughs> looking at that bottle of Fiji in the refrigerator. Like, what was happening? Just don't taste like plastic. It's just the ones that you know, like Fiji has that like no BP or something like that. Like water should have no taste. If water is water, it shouldn't taste like anything. Like people say, oh, it tastes good. That means there's a problem to me. If it tastes, you know. <laughs> Because it's water, like it's just that most water tastes bad, in my opinion. Because oh, I yeah. do agree, I think good tasting water has no taste, but there's a lot of bad tasting water. Like yeah. if you go to like in New York, I feel like we got the best faucet water, at least for most of the states I've been to. I've, I've been to places that like I expected the water to taste good. Like I went to Hawaii and the water tasted like shit. I'm like, this is what y'all do. Like you all water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the water out the fountain, the faucet was trash. The water that they branded, like that they bottled was whack. They were like, yo, fresh wine water out of bottles. I drank it. Terrible. I don't want this volcano water. I want water. Whatever, <laughs> whatever New York figured out, bottle that shit, send it out. And then like, I know there's a company like legit selling New York water. And all they're doing is just like filling up the tap water. The tap. Oh my god! See, so right there, <laughs> you you just came up with a sick business idea for yourself. Yo, it and, works, and I and I just want you to know that when you get this going, hit us up so we can invest because you can't knock the yeah, hustle. Yeah, now, now I'm already now I'm sitting here like, all right. So you're telling me next time I go to New York, what I have to do is check the tap water and then like I got to bring I got a your waters back. right here, right. man. What you want? Like, I, I got gotta, it right I gotta here. I got to bring a sap. I got to bring a sample back and then try all water and just be like, oh yo, this hit different. Yeah, like, I promise you, to come to New York. Try our tap water. It's like real. <laughs> like, yo, like there's like a whole like ecosystem built around it. Like uh when people talk about like New York uh bagels and pizza, that's what they claim is the difference. They say that you could get the supplies for everything everywhere else, but the water that you mix with the dough 
in New York is different. That's why the bagels taste better here. That's why the the pizza tastes different when you make it in New York. The There's cheesecake is real too. It. Yeah, I finally had the cheesecake. Oh wow! I'm telling you, no, New see. York water, baby. We out here we doing big <laughs> things. You know what I mean? See, no, see now you you got me thinking like, all right, that that's 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 gonna be the move. That's gonna be that's why move. that's why that's really my favorite part of being a New Yorker. Like we will talk shit about anything. Like <laughs> how, like real talk. Like I don't I don't I don't think a lot of other states would brag about their water unless that's all they had. Yeah, like I'm, most of the areas like they got a thing they brag about. We brag about everything. Like yo, tap water, New York, next level, my <laughs> Well, it's like Wisconsin, you know, with the Swiss. Like, you know, if you got nothing else, yeah, it is Uh, cheddar cheddar. cheese. Oh, don't do that. Oh, I'm sorry. I thank you. Okay, Uh, cheddar cheese. New Orleans brags about their water, and it is some of the best water I ever tasted. Respect, but what else do they brag about? Their food, their cuisine, their voodoo, um, uh, uh, jazz, jazz. They brag about? I don't know. I feel like those. And the uh, dick. They brag about that. Like, I feel like the voodoo is something you discover while you're there. I don't know if they brag about that. They're like, yeah, it's part of us, but uh, yeah, uh, you're going to discover that on your own at three in the morning when you're out too late. <laughs> listen, they we were got, telling they ghost seen, stories earlier. I've seen that. Yeah, listen, they got it because uh, <laughs> I'm not. There's, there's certain things I'm never going to. I'm never going to challenge. So if you pop up one day, you say, yo, L, just so you know, New York. Got the best voodoo. I'm like, yo, Gaston, well, you got it. <laughs> you know what? You know like, what? <laughs> like, you got it. What, what you want me to tell you? And I can see somebody now like, nah, L, nah, nah, nah. You take that back. Now, we got good shit here. Come on. Voodoo game crazy. Right. Second and none. Y'all no. got voodoo. We got Santaria in the Heights. Right. We doing this, son. Let's right. go. Like, I take y'all toe-to-toe. Right? Like, every day, it'd just be, it end up being the sporting event. And they'd be like, all right, so, yo, y'all trying to watch that McGregor fight? Nah, nah. Like, there's something going on on Instagram right now. And two dudes are talking about who got better what. There's Gaston from New York. There's L from Baltimore. We got somebody from Atlanta. There's somebody from New Orleans that is getting crazy. We, we don't need the dolls up in here. We we doll free. What you want? Listen, fuck it. We going after versus stream numbers now. We going after versus stream numbers. Now, now we hear y'all. We we know y'all want to tune in and figure out who producers going after who. But listen, meanwhile, we're trying to figure out what city got the best or whatever. So come on over. That'd be the main discussion. That'd, That'd be, be your wild verses. You tune uh, uh people tuning in to watch us taste water. <laughs> Serious? <laughs> it just this video of people drinking tat. Now that should cool. That should cool. Now try this one. Now try this one. Now all right, all right. I see that. I see that. It's salty. It, it, you know it'd get bad. It'd get bad. It'd be like, wait a minute. Like who got the best homeless encampments? Like now, hold on. That goes to we, LA. That goes to LA. Like, we got whole we got whole mansions over here. LA be like, yeah, we got whole mansions. You what see anybody you on the street? No. Why? Because they all living like that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but see, but but New York could come back. But like, hold up, we can fix that. Give us two hours. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's what I told you. Brooklyn, they're always one up. Like, like. They're always like ahead of the game, man. It just ugh. listen, listen. It's because of the boroughs. Like we've been, we've been battling each other. That like by the time we battle people outside, like we 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 tested. Our swords been sharpened. <laughs> now I mean, Brooklyn been fighting Queens and Bronx and the city. You know, we, uh, Staten Island when we don't feel like bullying them. You know what I mean? Like we, <laughs> we've been going at each other this, for years. So, yeah. like, we got to go out of out the state. It's over. We've been ready. I heard a um. I have a friend of mine that told me 
a story back when people were breakdancing and I'm, and maybe you'll know more about this about me, but he said like, you know, back when like breaking was like the thing back in the early eighties, like people were like starting to battle one another. Like instead of people like busting out guns, they were starting to break dance. And then because of that, like crime was like he said this. He said crime was going down because people were breakdancing more than they were like, you know, like the gangs weren't shooting people up. And because of that, he said that that's kind of when they started shutting the whole thing down. And then and then, you know, the crack epidemic came out. Is any of that true? I'm going to say no, but I want to believe that it is. I want that reality. <laughs> That's incredible. Couldn't you, imagine, couldn't you imagine that happen now? Like you get into an argue with, argument with somebody on the street 2021. We got mask on and everything. Somebody's like, you know what? I don't like the way you talking. Be right back. And you're thinking, oh, they about to go pop the trunk. They come back with a dance mat. And then they play some music off their like phone or whatever, and they just start dancing. Like, yo, yo is that Boogaloo Shrimp? Oh shoot, he got Boogaloo Shrimp. Listen, no, it's over. Listen, it's listen, I'm, I'm gonna f- fuck you up as soon as I find some cowboy. You ain't want it. You you sitting there like, what is happening right now? <laughs> now, I, oh gosh. Now, I, but you know what? I've always, I've always loved the the culture that New York has, whether it's inventing something or whether it's who can actually talk the best shit and keep it moving. And like my, my experience really has always been just, you know, through the music. It's always been Mm. through the music and also through the food because we argue, we argue about food on, on the show quite a bit. Um, and there's a trigger word that actually was been used on your show too, which is subway. Um, I didn't say it. You didn't say I it. I didn't say and it you, this and, time. And then, and, and, and prior, and prior to the interview, I, I said, I said, big Rob, the gas store comes on this show. Let's not get in the subway. Well, he seems like a reasonable, a reasonably minded person. Let, okay. Let me, let me finish. I, I, all right. All right. Finish, all right. Let me finish. <laughs> so I'm thinking, and I, and I forgot what episode it was, but it was a talk about subway. And they just recently had an article again about their tuna. And, and tuna. Yeah, right. And I've all, and I sat there and I said, you know, some guest was talking about Subway right now, which to me has always been the McDonald's of the sandwich world. Like, it's hard for me. That's to, giving McDonald's a compliment. Yeah. Listen, it's hard for me to hate Subway when I've already placed them at like low tier. But now I was like, we bring Gaston on the show. He's from New York. Like to ask this, like that's like somebody coming up to you saying. Yo, what's the best sandwich shop? Is there a subway around? I could automatically see you getting offended. Like, yo, charge me $1,000 before I uppercut you. That shit is a problem. Subway to me does one thing well. It's, it's cookies. Yeah. Did I say That's that? They you did? I said that. I said that. I, you you said my, that. Only, my only neutral zone, I said the oatmeal raisin cookies. Amen. Exactly. Yes. All right. See? I see? do oatmeal raisin. Here? They got a slept on peanut butter cookie. Yeah. Like if they if they shut yeah. that shit down and say, yo, forget the sandwich nonsense. We was we was bugging. We just going to go after Mrs. Fields. I would be fully with it. Like they just going to go after the yeah. cookie game. That's all they should do. Their their sandwiches are trash. They still haven't oh. learned how to cut mm. a, a piece of bread. I don't understand that. Like they used to cut it in a V. Remember yeah, that? it's so weird. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. Like <laughs> half the time they cut it all the way at the top. Another time they cut like weird shapes in it. Like they try to make a pocket inside of it <laughs> instead of cutting it open. And it's burnt. You know, 
it's it's so <laughs> off. It really bothers me. It's not twelve inches anymore. Like they've been caught. They were caught cheating on that. It's like an eleven inch sandwich. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's off. And then they venture off too much. Do what you do if you want to do it well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they out here making five dollars for long. Like, oh, but on the side we make pizza. Yeah. I'm like, you don't make pizza. You don't do that well. We make salads now. <laughs> no, you don't. You make <laughs> shitty sandwiches. Get better at that. I right? don't be trying to venture off to make other things shitty too. Mm-hmm. Make only sandwiches, and you might be better at it. You know, but nah, they this a trash place. They don't have good bread. They don't have good like food. They don't nah. I want them clothes in general. All I want is for them to make cookies and uh, tissue. I like their tissue. I think it's nice. It's green. It's visible. You, know, you don't lose it. So when you're at the picnic table, you can spot it. It doesn't blend in with the table uh, uh, ambiance. So I like their tissue it. colors, yeah, right, and I like their cookies. The oh, rest, they got to go. I was going to say, y'all got the green down. tissue? Yeah, we got green tissue with the outlining. It looked like the like the neon sign is once see, again. See that's what's going to see that's what's going to start the internet beef when we gotta talk shit about who got the best what. Yeah, because <laughs> now I'm sitting there like we don't we don't have the the green tissue. Shit, so shit. like so Gaston's like basically like yo the subway over here you know it sucks too and then it's like but we got the green tissue and I'm like yo so. Subway sucks here, but just they got know, the I mean, teacher. yeah, just so know. we just got just one. Know. Up, we just got wound up off a couple of uh, uh, crappy companies, basically, which just transpired. Here. Well, it's a they, franchise, they yeah, because they got the green tissue with the subway sign. It's like in two colors. Mm-hmm. It's like white and yellow. Then they got the white tissue with the subway sign in white and yellow with green outline, and I think it has tomatoes on it. And then they what? got another white one with the subway in white and yellow, green outline, and then the website on it. What is this new technology, man? Sub, this sub, is new subway, technology. Subway, Subway's about to get a fiery tweet. <laughs> but the, the thing is, that's what's bothering me the most. I'm like, why are you devoting all this energy to your tissues? Make sandwiches better. How your tissues the $5 incredible. foot long? Remember that? What happened to the yeah. $5 foot long? Now it's six. I, I got to throw one that's franchise based. That means the franchise owners can order that because they used to do that at a lot of retail stores. So the, the New York ones are know what to do. They're like, we know what's up. People want to see fancy ish. We're giving you fancy ish. Number two, Big Rob just mentioned last week that him and his wife go to Subway at least once a week. That's so not I true. Did, that's so not what I said. You did, you did, that is it, not what I it said. It was at one hour and 23 minutes on the podcast. Okay. All you right. can go back and watch. I you, my G. It's over. That's the lady that's that been was holding a food bar. Okay. That issue with you for weeks. She's been waiting. Like, no, I'm not letting this go. At 123, this dude broke the law. Like, she's been waiting for you, bro. You losing court right now. But, 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 okay, wait. I have to. I have to defend myself real quick. No, I do because I said every every time I get my hair cut, there is a subway across the street, and rather than me constantly bash subway saying it sucks i said you know what i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a try see if they got any better and then i get disappointed because i don't taste anything from something that has spices in it again how often you cut your hair uh like every two weeks okay every two weeks you have a bad meal like you forget what happened two weeks if i snuffed you you would need me to hit you again every two weeks for you to realize oh this hurts Thank you. I'm not disputing that. All right, oh I'm not disputing God. that. I'm just saying I don't go. Uh, I don't go every week. All right, I'm just saying I get my it's hair every done. two weeks. That's twenty six. It's two of y'all. That's that's a whole year's worth of sandwiches. I that's have amnesia. Sandwiches anyway. 
I don't, I don't, I don't know. Look, all, all I know is I like pain and I'm sadistic. Okay, oh, Lord, so Lord, I'll just dude. leave it at that. All right, so Listen, get, man, your stomach don't deserve that, B. Like <laughs> we already like lactose intolerant as a people. You don't eat that gluten allergies from weird sandwiches that they invented in a lab and fake tuna. You deserve better, like for real. You and your wife too. Come on, man. She don't deserve that from you. When you like got down on the knee, oh, she hated me. The proposal. She said, I. She said, and I quote, "Why did you get that? I hate Subway nine times to me." That's that's how you know you married up, all right? Yeah. You got a quality woman helping you make better decisions, and you just ignore her. You know what I mean? That's how divorces happen. You won't be in court talking about your watch. She leave you Subway, baby. Hey, 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 I'm sorry, Judge. I, I bought Subway one too many times. Twenty six times last year, apparently. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. How Thank you make you. that mistake every two weeks? Every two. That's not a mistake. That's an addiction to something wrong. You know what I mean? That's just. Well, oh I said God. I have problems. I admit I have a problem. So therefore, it's that's step I can one. Heal. Now you yes. got you got to go to rehab. You know. Yeah, listen to your friends. This, you know, this ain't even like a podcast. This is just like a gathering of people giving you their grievances. Wait, is this like an inter? <laughs> Wait, is this like the show intervention? what am I doing? What am I doing here? I thought That's you said we to. were going to talk about like you know, uh, you know, you the NBA the show to tell you that there's better food out there. You know <laughs> what I mean? Listen. All 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 day, <laughs> all Thank day. You. I'm out, man. I'm out. Su- Subway sandwiches taste like they the only place that makes sandwiches without using New York water, right? <laughs> and they in New York. That's what they figured out. They're like, all right, we gonna take out the thing that makes all the baked goods in that in that city good. We gonna take that out and make it trash, and no, then make I'll, a franchise out of it. Yeah. That's what they did. I'll tell you what pisses me off though when you say, hey. Uh, yeah, so I want, you know, like a foot long, a foot long turkey on Italian herbs and cheese, right? And then they take out not a full square. They take out half a square of cheese and then they put it on like one half of the sandwich. And then they take the other half and they think that they're giving you like, 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 like what you should get. What, what place on earth is that valid? And then you're like, can I get some extra cheese? Oh, that's a dollar. What? I'm telling you, you're going to the wrong one. I told you, go to the bougie one, but we're going to get off the subway Bacon right now. dollar. Yeah, yeah. Bacon <clears throat> dollar. I don't eat bacon. I don't eat pork. Okay, well, so other people do eat bacon? Well, that's on them. I, okay. Y'all saw the pork belly video. Would you like to see the pork belly video? I will I'll watch it and I'll, still eat pork right in front of it. No, I'll, it's so good. You me. have to watch it. It's I'll, juicy I'll, and succulent. I will I will send it his way. I promise y'all. Because right. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I, I guarantee you I can just see the conversations going to be happening when we actually do the, the official show that we always do. Because um, when we do our interviews, we always we always split them up. So it's the interview, but then we'll do our actual show because actual show we get on, we talk, and it'll be going on for about two hours, three hours. You know, Joe Button left before you know Joe Button length uh, before you know Mao and Roy, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm still c- trying to figure out how that happened. But anyway, um, you know, Gaston, I gotta tell you, like you coming on to the show and just getting the chance to speak with you, you know, learn how you got into comedy. And talking about the podcast and just, you know, how that came about. Um, I know on a a couple episodes ago, you talked about you got a vision board. So let me ask you, what do you have going on? And is there anything you would you have on the horizon you want people to know about any shows that's coming up? Anything that you're doing that you think people should really tune into? 
as well as the podcast and make sure y'all give them a five star rating all right i'm telling you don't give them anything less like a matter of fact side note that's his the segues that you do i love every single week how you just slide that in i'm like he finesses like the five star rating announcement and everything it don't matter what it is it'll be like y'all want more financial advice for me and Shaw, <laughs> give us a five star rating. You know what time it is. Give us a if you give us a four star rating, that's cool too. If you give us a three star rating, that means you're probably making bad investments, and we we don't even we can't even help you with that. But five star rating means you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have fun with that. I definitely don't nail it every week. I've def crashed a few of those landings, but uh, it's fun to see it happening uh, live. Uh, but uh, yeah, man. Um, insert, uh, tune into the podcast. Uh, it's called the War Report, hosted by myself and Shalay with Sharp. Um, yeah, it's uh weirdly it's a top ten comedy podcast in the Bahamas. I don't know why it's popping over there, but it is. So they know what they're doing out there. Tune in, you know, uh, listen to the show. Uh, listen, to, uh, check out my album. It's streaming on all uh mobile platforms, or uh, see the actual video uh for Immigrant Made on Amazon Prime. If you have a Prime membership, it's free. If not, throw me 10 bucks. I appreciate you. It can help me pay for my kids' uh, braces, you know? <laughs> and uh, if you're in New York, uh, I host a monthly show at Union Hall in Brooklyn. It's called The Sandwich. Uh, it's hosted by myself and the homie Jess Solomon. And basically, it's just a whole bunch of big-time comedians coming in and trying new jokes in between their work and bits, literally sandwiching them in between stuff that works. Uh, so you get to see some of your favorite comedians try jokes that they're not sure how they're going to go uh, for the first time in front of a live audience. So come check it out. It's fun times. Uh, next nice. one is uh, uh, the 17th. Nice. In fact, if you uh, hit me on the Instagram or like even pop into the chat before you leave, and I'll make sure I copy all the information in. And we'll do definitely make sure that folks, you know, tune in and check it out. And if you should take that to the online portion, that'd be great. Cause if I can't make it to New York, I can hop online and watch y'all or even check out some clips. Uh, we're going to do that with, uh, I got another show beef and broccoli, but, uh, yeah. when I announce that that's going to be, uh, online, but sandwich, I can't do that. Cause, uh, it's comedians literally trying out material that they've never done yet. I got so their you. event, they got to work it out eventually for other use. Um, but that's kind of what's fun. Like you're literally going to hear stuff first. So mm. a year from now, when that's like on a special or on a late night show, the first time it ever got heard is in that room. Nice. Yeah. So for the 110 people in there every, every month, you get exclusive. So come check it out. That is awesome. That word, is awesome. Word, word. Gaston, I want to thank you for coming on to the show. Definitely don't want to hold you up. Chris, you had a question? Go. One last question. What's your fa- who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Oh, okay. So there's a few issues here. So growing up, it was Raphael, Mm -hmm. right? Because A, he was the loner. He had the New York accent. He had a little attitude. I liked him. Let go of my arm, Leo. That's it. Yeah, I think like, y'all, he was the Joe Budden of the group. He's like, I don't rock with y'all. I'm going to break up the slaughterhouse thing. That was him. But as I got older, I was mad that they never upgrade his New York accent. Like, he still sound like New York from 84. Like he got the Italian accent from Benzenhurst. And I want him to sound like, you know, the rest of New York does now. Um, like, I feel like it should have gone, like, the full transition. Like, in, like, the 2000s, he should have sounded like Cameron, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and then, like, the last few years, I'd have been happy if they even made him, like, a hipster, just to, like, needle us a little bit. You know, like, yo, like, uh, Raphael's from Williamsburg, and he's really into artisanal tea. You know, that'd have been crazy. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, really, like, switch him up. So, yeah, initially it was him. 
Uh, but now I'm going to probably say Donatello. Oh. You know, okay. he gets slept on a lot, you know, but I, he's a tech-savvy dude. Plus, if you watch the new cartoons, I watch them with my kids. He's the dude trying to bag chicks. So he's in love with people. Yeah. He got he got crush. He be sending love notes and all that. And he be on the computer's computer. I think he got a <laughs> podcast, too. You know? <laughs> I respect so, it. That's my that man's awesome. right there. I don't do Leonardo. I think he cheesy, a little punk. He like the dude that's always trying to get promoted at work. He a sucker. I don't like that dude. Cyclops. You know what I mean? Understand, yeah, understand. yo. I don't, yeah. I don't rock with homie. And I like, I vibe with Michelangelo, and that might have been my choice in my 20s, but I'm an older dude now. <laughs> I ain't trying to be partying and living it up. I want to sit down. That dude's too active. You know, I, I, I don't got skateboard energy no more, you know? <laughs> I respect I want to sit. You know, I want to talk on forums. Like, I, I promise you, if they were real, like, me and Donatello were friends already, you know? I, I, I could vibe with that. That is awesome. So I got a question to piggyback off real quick. So if you had the chance to actually do the voiceovers for one of the turtles, would that be Donatello or would you go back and try to rectify what they didn't do right with Raphael? Yeah, I got to go Raphael. I, in terms of truthfulness to the character, even though I, I'm a Donatello at heart now, I'm not I'm not Donatello for the kids. You know what I mean? I'm definitely like if they were typecasting, I'm Raphael. <laughs> I should be that. What that accent sounds like today? God. Gotta that make that awesome. happen. We got. Like, I need. I need to see this happen now. Even if Yo, you... I want that, you know, the remake will be fire. You know, what I mean, Ralph, and just because I also like, like low key, I want him to like butcher some of like the the stuff he learns a little bit. Like, like I feel like they they. There's no way they would have memorized all of like the ninjutsu words correctly. You know, what I mean, I feel like they would have <laughs> known the moves because they got they would have got the ass kicked. But like, you want to hear like you know. Like all the words for like the the kata being said in my accent, I, I just feel like it's wrong. I don't know. Because plus none students, of them they yeah. only eat pizza. There's other dope New York food. Like I want one of them be like, nah, be like I'm really into like hot dogs. You know, <laughs> like some weird like shit. Like I only eat hot dogs from carts. Or like yo, what yo, like like it would have been dope if like Raphael would have been like, yo, I do halal guys. That's kind of my thing. <laughs> and anybody else's pizza. Mm-hmm. See. This man really got a science down. Now listen, yeah. all all day. And if you want more of that science and more of that energy, you need to check out the War Report with Gaston Shalea Sharp. Go subscribe to that podcast. The link is in the description. And as always, make sure you support. Anytime you get a chance to rock out and see one of his shows, go do it. Check him out on YouTube. He's there. Subscribe. Y'all know, hit the notification bell. All that stuff that you want to hear again when he tells you, basically. That's what you do. Gastor, let me just say, I'm just I'm 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 just amazed. You you are such a breath of fresh air as far as being an inspiration, I think, to others that either want to get into your field or, you know, maybe they're already in there and they need some direction. I think you're that person. I think just hearing these stories in a way gives people the direction they need. So I just want to thank you for being another positive force of light and your own unique way to be able to do that for other people, man. Thank you. Yo, sincerely, man. I appreciate that, man. I, I think uh, it's, it's incredibly important for people to know that they can like share uh, and do their art in uh, whatever way they feel is best. And in turn, you can make a living from doing it. You know what I mean? So get out there, whatever you believe you're special at, lean into that, make it happen. Yes. Yes. We're, we're y'all give it up for Gastor. Yay! Thanks for having me, y'all. You know it, you know it, and then definitely we we gonna have to work this Instagram thing out because now I gotta test the tap water 
I feel some kind of way. I feel some Dude, kind it's of- going to change your life, my G. Real talk. Like, it, it, it's going to piss you off that you had tap water anywhere else. I, I'll believe that there's, I, like, I'm, I'm willing to bet there's, like, one or two other states that really got it down, obviously. But, like, when I travel for shows, I make it a point to try it out. And it is noticeably different. Well, you're already destroying California because let me tell you, there are so, their water is like has like salt in it, like uh, all yeah, their I mean, water is salty. I mean, you, you I, them I don't blame. I know you got like a water crisis in like L.A. Like they like they're oh, shipping yeah. in water, so they they just taking whatever water is everyone else's leftovers. So it can't be good. Like I get that. Like other places have bad water, and then they send their worst water to Cali. So yeah, it's, it's going to be trash. Michigan I feels better in. now. <laughs> I feel like something's going to start off this podcast. It's going to be like, what the hell? What the hell happened? We we beefing about water. I, look, I can. We can do the logistics. We just need to find. We beefed about less anyway. L- listen, like- listen. If y'all got any. Any concerns about what you heard on this episode regarding water and you want to speak out, that's get at 3abp.com. You can forward all that, or better yet, big rob at 3abp.com because I want no parts of it. I'm yeah. going to let Rob handle that. Or you I can, love the smoke. I love more. More. Oh, Lord of mercy. Don't do that. Thank you. Don't do that because you just got roasted about Subway. But not I, roasted, no, no, no. That no, was an no. intervention. I that won, was an intervention. I won the argument. Thank you very much. Because I, I knew no, no, oh, Lord. Gastor was going to agree oh, with me. Oh, and he did. Oh, because what? the man wait, wait, has you, common no, sense. Stop. All right? Hey, stop. Hey, hey, what hey. delusional world are you living in when you just the admitted? The real one. No. You, oh, this is the real one? When you just admitted that you purposely sabotage your marriage by getting Subway every two weeks? No, no. You no, said he said that. it was garbage. He even said you, you needed an intervention from getting Subway from when you get your hair cut every two weeks. Look, Come on, I now, got problems. Do. I got problems, and Gastor solved it, but he agreed with me that it is trash. But this is trash. Okay, you know and what? And so, on uh, that note, thank you. Like, subscribe, do all the good <laughs> stuff. Make sure y'all follow the War Report, follow Gastor, and listen, follow Chalet as well, because they're on Twitter. We're going to put that information. And we'll catch y'all next time. Rob, Thanks. don't even do it. Bye. I'm not. <laughs> Peace out. Peace, y'all. <laughs> you know, you know, he's for the people, so I think he'd be cool enough that you could take a picture with him and he wouldn't feel some type of way, unlike a Brad Pitt or somebody like that, you know? Yeah. And even like, even if he didn't want to take a picture, I feel like he'd be someone that would tell you that respectfully. Like, I don't care if you don't want to take a picture. You're allowed to as well, like, if, if you're a celeb. It's just I don't think he would have been a jerk about it. Like, yeah. like yeah, if you, he would have still talked to you. He'd be like, hey, would, would you mind not doing that? I, I got stuff going on. I don't want people to know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. But, yo, what's up? I appreciate you being a fan. He could have said that, and I would have been still good. But, yeah, there's deaf celebs that, like, that'll rub you the wrong way. They'll be like, nah, and, like, bounce. Um, but, nah, Prodigy, everybody I've heard has bumped into that dude. Um, has always been love. He's been real good energy. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the beauty of New York. Like we we take it for granted, like just because of how like uh, the geography of it. Like you know, we all kind of live on top of each other. So even you go from hood to nice neighborhood in like five minutes walking. So because of that, like you see everybody. Like famous people are just in regular places because they still got to get shit done. Mm. Um, like there's a dude. Um, he's not super famous, but like if you're a baseball fan, this guy John Olerud. Uh, really yeah. good uh, baseball player. He was a great first baseman. Uh, played mostly for Toronto and the Mets. Um, when he played at Shea Stadium for the Mets, he took the train to the games. 
Like this dude is making five, six million dollars, and he would he would hop on the seven train to game. So like, if you was a fan of the game of the team, you might see this dude on the train. John! But nobody ever <laughs> said anything, and he was like, "Yeah, because I just look like a regular white dude. Like he was just a guy on the train huh. in jeans and a, and a polo. And like a part of it is like." I'm sure some people don't recognize him, but a part of it is also like New Yorkers are just like, yeah, it's just a dude going to work. There's other millionaires on this train. There's other famous people on this train every day. So like, it's just part of the vibe here. Like you just bump into that. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's dope. Like you see people regularly that kind of like blows your mind on that. Um, the comedy thing in particular, I think like, is that to like the extreme, um, like you, because we all got to work material, and there's only so many clubs. So like, you'll be at a show where like you got to do three years in, and Chris Rock still got to go to the cellar. So we're on the same block, mm. you know. Like if you go to that block where the comedy cellar is, for example, there's like five comedy clubs there. So like on that same block, you got the Hall of Famers. Like anyone, like Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, Chappelle, they're at this one club. Two clubs over, literally two storefronts, is a regular comedy club. And you got everyone else there. So we're all hanging out outside waiting for sets. You know, so like these dudes that's like super famous. If you just on that block just trying to get a slice, you're going to see them. That's yeah, that's New York. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just, it is what it is. Go to the Rucker, go, walk four blocks from there. Go to, go to Rucker Park and shit and see the NBA players running up and down the court. Like you can legit see famous people from all walks of life. Walk one block from there 10 years ago where, like, the old uh, Fat Beach record store would be at. So on one day you could see a famous comedian, a famous rapper, and a famous ball player within four blocks of each other in the same neighborhood. Like, that's wild. It's just a whole different, like, vibe because of how the the space is. I have a question. I know. I don't don't know what our time is like. Uh, well, but, you know, I ended up I ended up hitting the recording button again just for a, a little bonus because I was just like, oh man, we still going. <laughs> so, oh just real quick. <laughs> okay, so uh, well, it's more of a question about about the uh, about the environment comedians put new comedians in uh, because I hear, you know, comedians when when somebody's new, you know, there's like a support group around them. You know, you know, you know, they want to help them out. But at the same time, it's like I hear when you see like a comedian on stage and they're just tearing it up. You know what I mean? They got the crowd. While it's like they're at the same time, like kind of like hating on them, like, you know, kind of like it's your girl. And it's like you're treating your girl like, you know, that's my girl. Like you're treating, you know, you, you know, it's like you're treating your girl better than mine. You, L is looking at me like he has no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, fam, I'm sorry. You, you I, I, I definitely don't. No, but I, no, but no. It's the whole love hate relationship. Like you support like your fellow comedian. I. This is what I hear. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to validate. Like you hear from other comedians, like everybody supports one another. But then when they get on stage, it's like you feel like, oh, I could have, I should have said this, or I should have said that. Uh, are you are, is 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 any of this making sense? Nah, I hear you. It, it, uh, I mean, when I'm performing at a show, um, a I want the show to go well uh, as a whole. So I want everyone on the show to do well, right? Because you know it leaves a uh, good aura and good essence to everyone in the audience, and they want to keep coming back to comedy. Um, but yeah, at any particular show that I'm on, 
um, don't get it twisted. I want everyone to do well. I just want that to be slightly less well than me. <laughs> right. You know, like yeah, I, right. I, I, I'm not bugging on that, but I don't want them to lessen themselves. I just want me to be better. So when I see someone do well, I don't wish bad on them. I'm, I'm just thinking like, oh, I got oh, right. my game. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I got yeah. I to gotta meet that. Um, but like years like one through three when like people are just coming up and doing like open mics there you'll see a little bit more hate because like you have a wider mix of personalities people that are doing it not even necessarily because they uh are planning on being comedians they just need like a a place to talk and share their thoughts and they're not all comics um oh yeah you're getting people that aren't gonna make it but like by year five six seven um you're not necessarily even making money from comedy but you're serious about comedy from that point forward it's filtered out anyone that isn't serious and we all know what we went through to get this far yeah you know, like you're past at a couple of clubs you're doing the higher end independent shows you're touring a little bit maybe you got a couple tv credits or you're writing all the way up to the famous people um from that point forward like really famous comics to that level we all respect each other because we all know at whatever point in the fame process you are we know that if you've made it this far, you've worked mm-hmm. like you dealt with some shit. Like I've done shows in places that are like it'll blow your mind how wild and weird. And in most people's opinion, unproductive, it would be just because I needed stage time or I needed to work something. So, yeah. we know, like what we went through to get to this point. Um, and because of that, there's a mutual respect and a mutual rooting for um, also because of the time we're in, like. Uh, comedy like has so many more uh, avenues to be released, right? We got podcasts. Mm-hmm. You can self-release them. You got networks. You got YouTube. You got, I don't even know how many streaming services plus the traditional things like records and TV shows, uh, sitcoms, late night, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many different ways to have a job as a comedian now that like there's less of a need to be like backstabby, if you will. Like when I get a job, I didn't take your job. I got a job that was perfect for me and your perfect job is still out there. Whereas, you know, in the nineties, that probably wasn't the case. Realistically, like there was going to be 40 comics that year that were going to get on late night with Jay Leno or late night with Carson. Right. And those 40 guys were going to be the only people that the networks were going to be willing to listen to a TV show pitch from. And five of them were going to get lucky to get a pilot that year. Whereas now, like, you know, you have 100 comics doing uh, a podcast that makes some, you know, $100,000 a year. You have mm. another uh, 500 comics that work as TV writers. You got comics that work on writing that isn't even comedy. Like, uh, you know, like even though uh, they got they let go of one of them recently. But uh, WWE, for example, famously hires comedians to write a lot of their work, even though it's not comedy, quote unquote, right? <laughs> um, but they have comedians on staff that make a living, and that's one of their first jobs as TV writers. <laughs> um, so no one even thinks of all those jobs now in avenues, but you could be a comedian making a living. Uh, social media has opened up a lot of that. A lot of TV networks hire comics to be their social media manager uh, to make their writing wittier. So there's so many different lanes now where you could be a comic and pay your bills because you're funny. The whole dynamics change. Because of that, like there's less of a need to hate on each other. Now, Mm. when I hear about someone doing something, I'm like, oh, that's dope. That's perfect for you. Or if it's something that I wouldn't have even thought of, I try to figure out how do I get into a similar lane. Yeah. Um, And then uh, finally, because of 
the biggest jobs in comedy are collaborative, right? If you are writing for a TV show, a sitcom, and that shit is doing, you know, 10, 12 million views a week, like you're on CBS, you're on HBO, I promise you that's not being written alone. There's no Tyler Perry on any of those shit. It's like Second City, yeah. Yeah, so all of those things are teams. So if you're coming up together, you better, like, show love and be cool because those are the people that are going to hire you. You know what I mean? So, like, if you out there being a jerk, when I get this job where, like, I got hired as head writer and I need six writers for my team, <laughs> I ain't going to rock with you. You was an asshole every time he was in the in the green room. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, when like when people get those titles and those roles, like, and it's going to be the same people you came up with, right? Like, we're coming up together. This guy's going to go into a writer's room. You're going to be front of camera. And we're going to work out how to come up with a crew together. You're going to book the people that when it was two in the morning and that guy was drunk, was he still cool to chill with? Cause that was him at his worst. So if you could see him like that and still hang out with him, you could probably deal with him for 50 hours a week. What's that Whereas old if saying? He was hard to deal yeah. with. Um, in that environment, I definitely don't want to deal with him for my check. What's that old saying? The, you see, the you same see, people you see on the way up or the same people you see on the way down? down. <laughs> yeah, man. It's real, man. I don't, and that's why, that's what I'm saying. Like I treat everyone with respect because like, I, the whole like process of coming up man it's not like direct like you know you got like a podcast with like 100 listeners one week and that podcast might blow up because they do something that hits the news now they had a hundred thousand because you was an asshole to them they don't rock with you um you have a comic that like like michael che for example brilliant comic he was doing comedy three years and then got snl you know what I mean? And became like a dude, you know? So he was someone that did the work. Yeah. Work, worked his ass off for it. But admittedly, he'd tell you, like, his stuff happened fast, you know? So he did work, plus some things worked out well. And he got lucky and got this, got in this position. But in turn, he gives it back, right? Like, he'll put on comics that he knows are dope, um, have been doing it the same amount of time, but haven't gotten that lucky break, right? So he'll be like, yo, you come open for me. Uh, you come uh, with me on tour for these couple of dates, you should uh, apply to SNL for the writing package and uh, see if you get a writing gig. I'll co-sign you. Um, so all I'm saying is that like, if you were like a 10 year vet, but weren't famous and you see this three year guy pass you, if you was a jerk when he was opening up for you last year, now when he's in that position, he ain't even going to look at you. Whereas uh, someone like him could have been like, yo, I saw this dude. He's been doing comedy twice as long as me. He's dope. He just hasn't been discovered. I need him on the writing team. Yeah, you know, just because you was peace, now you got a job making two hundred racks a year in comedy. So yeah, uh, I, I think a lot of comedians have kind of like realized that, and um, we filtered out basically a lot of the people that are whack as uh, personal people, and have kind of like built the community around each other that are, um, for the most part, really supportive. And anytime you hear somebody that's not like, we shout it out. And uh, the final part of that is uh, comics are really comfortable saying how they feel. Uh, oh so yeah, if you are whack. Uh, it will be shared to the public. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, like the whole Me Too movement started with comics. There's a reason for that. Like we are comfortable. Yeah, talking that's right. About whack shit. So when someone does something that shouldn't get done, it might not be public news to the world, but comedians talk about it instantly. So you do some shady shit with business. You do something that rubs people the wrong way. The world will know. So because <laughs> of that, it filters out all the trash personalities. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, because that's your craft, so people are going to know, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, we self-police like crazy, man. <laughs> that is awesome. Nah, man, that, that, listen, that, 
That has so many correlations with rap. <laughs> that has so many like I was thinking the e- eight mile, you know, yeah, just even the cor- <laughs> even just even the correlation with like social media. Like you yeah. get outed. That's a you know that's a rap, but it's also uh, it's a life lesson in that. It is a life lesson. It's you know treat people how you want to be you know treated. Yeah. Speak your truth and remember. Biblical. Remember one day you could be tr- you know just get starting out and then. You hit it big, but if you were an asshole to somebody, that karma is going to come back to you because you never know. Always comes around, you know. Big talk. There's a uh, uh, this this really dope comic, Janelle James. Um, love her work. She's really dope stand up. Um, she uh, she writes for a couple of TV shows. I think uh, uh, Black Monday. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that show. Uh, stars uh, Don Cheadle. Yeah. Um, she's one of the head writers on that, and she uh, does a couple of the roles on it too. But uh. She's on her Twitter feed this week. She literally posted something to the effect of like, um, I just got a job from a guy who uh, was uh, seven years ago was an intern and remembered that I was nice to him. Uh Mm. Like on some like completely random. And he made sure to bring that up to her seven years ago. This guy was an intern. I was coming in for auditions as a stand up, and she's definitely higher than him at the totem pole. He's the she's the talent coming into the room. She was polite to this kid that was in the background in the background of the room getting coffee and shit. And now that dude is in a role where he's casting and she got the job because a she was talented. But B, he knows, oh, she was dope when I was nobody. So yeah. I know she's going to be someone that I could work with because now that I matter, she'll definitely like, be willing to talk and be like a human, you know, that like is, as she holds weight. That is awesome. I love that story. So bottom line, don't be an asshole. Word up. <laughs> Just fact, don't be man. an asshole. <laughs> That's it, man. Hey. You get like like what's what's the saying? You can't get more bees with honey. Hun- honey up. than vinegar. There there you go. You no. Know? And you get better sandwiches at places that's not Subway. Exactly. <laughs> now a professional has said it. So maybe people will listen to me more. So so I hope so. I hope yeah. so, man. Rob, 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 Big Rob, um, you got to remember we record this, so there's a section that I think you're trying to glance, oh, just gloss over. Oh, but I I'm, got it. I got the time. Oh, uh, I know you do, Chris. I know, I know. But Gaston, we don't want to hold you up. Thank you for like little bonus. That's going to be at the that people are hearing at the end of the episode <laughs> if they tuned into the interview. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you, brother. We really do. But you know, Yo, what? thanks for having me, I'm, y'all. I'm really glad appreciate it. Before you go, because I I know I did it, but honestly, how about you go ahead and plug your show since we basically gave them a bonus. So you just go ahead and plug it and drop it the way you want to drop it. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it, man. Uh, please tune into the War Report, uh, hosted by myself, Gaston Almonte, and the homie Chalet with Sharp. Um, it's just two comics sharing the news, uh, doing what we do, giving you our take. Uh, yes, yeah, uh. It's basically like CNN for black people. So check that out. Uh, the War Report, uh, hosted by Gastro Almonte and Chalet with Sharp. And uh, I'm on all social media at Gastro Almonte, G-A-S-T-O-R-A-L-M-O-N-T-E. And uh, check out my album and special, uh, Immigrant Made. It's streaming for free on Amazon Prime if you have a Prime membership. If not, check out the audio on all your streaming services, Spotify, Apple, whatever you use um, that fits your life fiction and all that, you know? 
word and we got all that info in the description once again i just had to like dial it back i was like hold on let me make sure this man promotes it himself so i don't miss anything <laughs> so nobody misses anything because i was like hold on yeah. i was i was so excited like hyping it like the hype man like yo y'all go check that out <laughs> and i was like hold on let me let me let me run that back we got it we got it i appreciate it appreciate it appreciate you man appreciate you and i can't wait to tune into the next episode of the war report Yo, thank you so much. I had a good time. Take care. Chris, I told you, right? No beef. No beef. It was good. We made it. It's good time. Hugs <laughs> only. This was, man. Y'all have a good one. All right. You too. All right, brother. Take care. Bye. Peace. Peace.